0: on today's episode of locked on 76 a sixers a four and one successful road trip for the basketball team they returned home for a friday game against portland but what did this mean for the 76ers and how they played away from the center we'll dive into it next right here locked on 76ers
1: you are locked on 76ers your daily philadelphia 76ers podcast part of the locked on podcast network
0: your team, every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for the Enquirer.com. What's happening, Keith?
1: What's popping, man? What's popping?
0: You awake? uh barely all <laughs> <right>. here. <laughs> <laughs> after all that traveling and a late night of course we appreciate you making sure we get this done here man and bringing this to the people thanks everybody for making locked on 76 is your first listen every day and remember locked on 76 is free and available on all platforms including right here on YouTube on locked on 76 as well we got to talk about the 76ers and their road trip we'll also get into Joel Embiid looking like he's enjoying himself out there on the floor and uh, a few more developments with this basketball team. Like, is Daniel House back in this rotation? We'll get into all of that as we go along. But as we begin, Keith, five and 4-1 and one record on this five-game road trip. When we went into this one, I said to you and the people here or the folks on the podcast that three would be successful for me because this is a tough one, knowing that you had Miami and Milwaukee Uh, Two back-to-backs, basically, right? And, uh, of course, the Dallas uh, game also. Just don't know how these things are going to go. So taking three of five, I didn't expect them to sweep it like they did with the series back beginning on January 14th when they went out west for five, beginning with the Jazz closing out with the Sacramento Kings. But they did it. Here, I thought three, and that would have been good enough, especially if they competed, and we saw them in each game. And even in the, the game, Keith, where Dallas went off, For the uh, 82 points between Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, and they hit all those threes, 25 in total, 13 between those two players. They were still in the game. They just gave up too many three-pointers to actually win it. Looking at the numbers as I counted them and including this trip, since January 14th, Keith, when they went on, on the road, Utah, both L.A. games, Portland and Sacramento, Winning those games out there for that five-game sweep, they are now eleven and three since then on the road, including this 4 and one run: a Dallas loss here, and a loss to Boston, and uh, there was one other one and, and mixed in there also when they were away from the center. Keith, uh, we we know in the past, and I heard you asked Doc Rivers about this post-game last night as I was getting ready to do post-game listening to his conversation with you all. And he talked you talked to him about being on the road and winning on the road the way that they have been doing. That's an impressive mark. And if you look at those two five game trips separately, um, they're ten and nine and one in those. So that's a pretty good, that's a pretty remarkable number to be away from your home floor and win that number of games. Yeah,
1: it is. It's I mean, it's especially from where they came from. I mean, you remember how it was uh Brett Brown's last year. Um, when they before the bubble. I mean, they were just getting destroyed on the road. They were great at home. They Might had have like had, a 30 they had the best record. Yeah. Yeah. They're the best record at home, but on the road, they were one of the league's worst teams. And, yep. and um, you know, when you, when, when, you look at, at it now is, is, is I mean, they still have a quality, they still have a great road home record, excuse me, but now they have a quality road record. I mean, nine and one, like you said, that's, 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 that's amazing. Um, but the thing is, you know, it's funny. You're talking to Joel in the locker room late last night, and Joel said, you know, basically it's all new guys. And when you think about it, the only four holdovers they have are Furk, he doesn't play, Shake, he plays, you know, and, and you have Tobias and um, and Joel. Outside of that, it's all new guys. They have a different mentality. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like one of those things we're saying, hey, you guys never beat this team since – 19 such and such. And, and, and you got a bunch of new guys saying, but look, we weren't here right. all those years. So I, I think that right now that they got a, a, a more mature group. And also I I do also believe that, you know, beforehand there was probably some things where guys went on the road and it was like, yo, we on the road, we having a good time. I think they're more focused now. You know, they, they do more things as a team uh, oriented, like going out to eat, you know, doing all these other things. I felt like in the past, you had guys going their own separate ways. And let's face it, sometimes, you know, guys, you go into a city for a couple of days and you want to not paint the town, but you want to you do want some explore, the city, explore right? the city. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think that is happening anymore. I, I just don't.
0: And that was one thing that Rivers brought up where he said he made it very clear because of the training camp part that you talked about, Keith. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> the training camp part where he had to have the meeting right with everybody and and to sit down and talked about how when you know they do the things that they do to kind of change things up this is a business trip this mm-hmm. is not this is you're going to work and while work for them is something that we all wish we could have done play professional sports it is still their job and they have to go out there and, and do their job and and with that um we are seeing them really really show themselves they have the third best record they're only one game back of uh, Boston and Milwaukee on the road, just one game, and and that's it. And they're better than any team in the West on the road. Uh, they're only behind those two play those two teams in the Eastern Conference, and they have shown themselves to be a real threat away from home. It's not going to be a cakewalk. They're going to have to lace them up when they play the Sixers on the road. Now, of course, all of this matters because you don't just play games at home in the playoffs. You have to win on the road too. We saw them do that against the Toronto Raptors. We didn't see it, though, against the Miami Heat in the semifinals in that second round, uh, albeit Joel Embiid missing the first two games in Miami. So this is an important thing for them, Keith, when they get ready for the postseason. As we we all know, the season is about the playoffs. So even though we're evaluating the things that they're doing right now, these things have to manifest themselves for, them to, for it to work out for them in the playoffs also.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I agree, bro. I yeah. agree.
0: It shows. It shows. Keep it up. There's a there's a difference in this team. And uh uh we, we can clearly see it. And right now they're a game and a half back of Boston after Boston being off. They've lost three in a row, they were off on Tuesday night. The Sixers pick up these two wins on Monday and Tuesday. So the Sixers are a game and a half back. That's why I can't let go of that Boston game on Saturday, man. <laughs> now look, they have them one more time. No, they, right? they can beat them at the end of the year, so they can at least get it off their chest. And say, all right, we're going to see them in second round. We know we can beat this basketball team. That's why tiebreaker, right there, man. That one's going to that one's going to haunt me uh, for for this uh, remainder of the regular season. But they look good. Uh, They have our 21 games over 500, and their road record is 19 and 10. I think it is now uh, on the road, where they are 24 and uh, 24 and 10 at home, or so they're 19 and 11 on the road. They, they're playing some really good basketball away from the center. And they have 10 more games left on the road for the remainder of the season seven at home, two this weekend against Portland and Washington, Friday and Sunday, respectively, as far as those days go. But the one big reason, Keith, that they're also playing well is because their best player is playing like the best player. He was rolling last night in that game. like
1: nah, 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 all, right. all right.
0: He was all right. Nah, uh, nah, he was nah. all right. He was all right. And uh, that I had him drop 22 points in the third quarter. That's how I he was. And we got to talk about how why it seems like he's playing with a little more joy. Always seemed like he was playing to win, playing to be the best player on the floor. But he seems like he's playing again with some joy. I don't know if everybody else sees it. I don't know if you see it, Keith. I saw some things, at least watching on television. We'll get into that next right here on locked on 76 listen i'm really geeked about what the basketball team is doing and how we're able to talk about them on the podcast it's great to have a team to talk about that's playing some really good basketball but i'm also geeked out about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode the mobile game ultimate pro basketball gm Yes, have you ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise? I know I do. That's why I got into the job that I do. I'm an armchair GM every day. And well, your dream can come true and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and assistants. I think I'll have Keith Pompeo on my staff, trading and training players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of the season. I'm going to smoke everybody in this league. How about that? All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and play playable offline, play on the go as you want when you want to. Add, you know, anything to it that you want when it plays out once you get your situation going with the Ultimate uh, Pro GM that we have here. And listeners, everybody, viewers, go out there, get in there involved, share it with your friends, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. We only have a few games left, of course, in the regular season, but I think you'll have a good time with it, so much so that it will carry over into next season's uh, start of the campaign. Locked in, 76ers. Locked on, 76ers listeners. Get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store so make sure you check it out to download the game just visit probasketballgm.com scan the code or look it up on the app stores that's probasketballgm.com ultimate basketball gm start your dynasty today welcome back you are locked on 76ers we thank you for making locked on 76ers your first uh listen for your next listen check out the locked on now podcast nightly recaps of every nba game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, can you uh, manage that team for me? Can, can we make ourselves the number one seed in the conference and win the championship in this ultimate GM? Yeah,
1: but I think what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to get the first overall pick. So I'm a tank for you, I'm gonna tear it down. <laughs> tear well, it down. when you say that, who are then, you drafting? <laughs> I'm going to have the boy from France. I'm going to get him. <laughs> oh, OK. Well, of yeah. the active players, who are you drafting? Oh, of the active players. I yeah. got to go with Joel Embiid. Like um, oh, with Embiid, you know, yeah. Yeah, I'm going with Embiid. And then uh, from there, I think I'm going to go KD, mm. if he's still available. Uh, like I said, um, and then I need a point guard. I need a, I, need a, I need a point guide. So mm-hmm. who's going to be my point guide? I think I'm going to go with Dame Lillard. I'm, I'm just like, we're just going to score a lot of points, baby, a That's lot it. of
0: points. That's it. That's it. All, all I ask you to do is make sure I got that uh, one kid from Brooklyn on the team. That's all I ask. Yeah, well,
1: heck yeah. But uh, I'm going uh, like, to be like, look, bro, you're going to be mad on my squad because because his offensive skills, the kid from Brooklyn that you were talking about, we, if we're going to be quiet as cat. I mean, if you want to be real, like he was pigeonholed as like this just defensive guy. I mean, this guy has a, a huge upside. And if y'all want to know, we're talking about Mikael Bridges from Villanova. He has a huge upside. Before he came in as like a 3-and-D, ain't nothing just three about that dude. <laughs> and like sometimes you see dudes on, on, on shrubby teams and they get stats, right? And, but, and you're like, okay, but he wouldn't do that on another team. Nah, he was starting to do that on Phoenix. And I I remember I told you, we were at the game. We were at the Sixers game and I told you I said, "Yo, I really like him. He's going to be special, man. He's going to be special." Look, if you think about it, Brooklyn was smart. They knew exactly what they were doing. They got, "So you're going to give us all these draft picks and him? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and his boy too?
0: <laughs> yeah, Cam's no slouch either." Yeah. Yeah,
1: but they're best friends, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. And they got four draft picks.
0: Mhm. Four draft picks, man. Yep. All right. they yeah. They might get
1: they're going to have to get some more draft picks too when they trade Ben. And I they'll get some picks. Uh, some second round picks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know. Like all he needs to do is be in the right situation. <laughs> well, that seems like the right situation, but yeah, uh, I guess he doesn't want to be there. Well, I saw him. I didn't see him after the game. I saw him though no. in the street clothes. I didn't see anybody like from the family after the game either, so yeah. Oh, but you it, is the it is. Last game? Huh? You were at their last game? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, just make sure he's on the squad and I'm all good. But good team. Uh, yeah, I like just, you as much. GM. Just, he just ain't going to get enough shots. He's going to be mad. <laughs> 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 make, make it work out, Keith, and we'll give you an extension on the real on the GM <laughs> uh, app that we have here. All right, man, we need to talk about him, B, because that's our first pick. Oh. And Keith, it seems like, first of all, he's getting more. Now, the, the one good thing with this, and it's not going to come from you guys at the game about this MVP stuff. It's going to come from the national people because the one thing that I always said in defending him was he was asked the question and he answered about MVP stuff. This year, not so much. And that's cool because he doesn't need to. Everybody else is talking about him again. He should be the MVP. He's back there in the mix. Why is he not mentioned? And then there's these big arguments going on about it. Just go out there and play, and that's exactly what he's doing. But also, Keith, with these wins, they have 43 wins on the year, but specifically these last few from Milwaukee to Indiana and even the game last night. He really looks like he's out there mostly – towards the end of the game but you can kind of see it at least watching it on television uh that he looks like he's enjoying himself and years ago he used to do all the stuff he used to have these little uh things that he would do after certain plays and it was kind of old we we're like all right man come on you know just settle down you don't have to do this every time where you're playing to the crowd you're pandering and all of that and and you you you're doing all these things and then he completely got away from it we don't see where he's Smiling, I'm not asking him to be Tyrese Maxey out there where he's smiling all the time. I'm just saying, show some show some emotion that you're having a good time and you're enjoying yourself. And, and right now, Keith, it does look like, at least it appears to be, that he's having fun playing basketball out there. Not that he wasn't before, just that we're seeing more uh, more outward emotion from him with, when, with these games uh, ending up with W's.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of things. A, like the team is winning. B, him and James Harden are forming, like, this tandem. And and, uh, and and with that, you know, everybody knows their roles. You know what I mean? Doc has made it stress that, look, this is Joel and James. like, And then Max. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's, that, that's what it's like. That's so I, I feel like, you know, in the past, it was like he had to compete. Even though he was the best player on the team, he still had to compete to be the man. And but that's hard when you are the best player and everybody knows you're the best player, but you're still competing. So I I feel like all that stuff uh, contributes to what you're seeing. But the main thing is, you know, you I think the one thing that and maybe I'm going a little off topic a little bit, but it's, it's similar to what you're talking about. But he's also having fun. He doesn't have to do the show up stuff to get attention. I think that they had so many games recently on national TV that the world is seeing them. I mean, they saw what he did against um, the Joker, right? All these recently, these games have been on television. I mean, that twenty-two point display that he had in the, you know, in, in that one quarter. On and then you have Ant um, Man saying, "Yo, that's the MVP right there." Right, right. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, he said that, you know, he's the MVP. And then, like, he had another dominant quarter against Denver Nuggets. So I feel like, you know, he he, he doesn't have to let his stuff do the talking for him because everyone is watching these games and they're all seeing it. And he's looking at it. And you know what? He's saying, guess what? They want James to have the ball. But when I trail, I'm always the first option. And then, but um, James has the ball but I'm the one that's averaging over 30 points and James is averaging 10.8 rebounds, but eight of those, re- I mean, excuse me, 10.8 assists, but uh, you can say at least six of those assists go to him. At least six of them go to him. So everything is set up for him to, 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 to dominate. And I think that's why we're seeing him have such a great time.
0: Yeah, he, he, he really does seem like he's having a great time out there. Letting his play speak for him. And uh, the W's are are coming along with it. Everybody else seems like they're okay. Of course, Tobias Harris is always the one that seems to be left out in terms of uh, shots and things of that nature. Maxie gets his, Harden gets his. Even when the reserves come in, they find a way to, to get theirs in the flow of things. Because one thing you've been saying for weeks now is they know their roles. Those guys know their roles. Everybody else knows their roles on this basketball team. And when you do, there, there are no concerns, really, about shots, shot selections and things like that. And with that, Keith, in the final segment, can we talk about some roles and why it's, why it's great to see that the roles are really starting to fall in place? Because uh, the one thing that we talked about specifically with Tyrese Maxey and De'Anthony Melton, where his scoring punch coming off the bench, Tyrese Maxey, I think De'Anthony Melton is being more aggressive as a reserve than he was as a starter on the offensive end. Let's talk about that when we get back and why it's important to have these roles starting to really settle in with 17 games to play next right here on Locked On 76ers.
1: The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can be on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets, when you go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on. That's FanDuel.com backslash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official
0: sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. That's Keith Pompey, I'm Devon Givens. All right, Keith, it seems like now with everybody healthy and hope, you know, knock on, Knock on wood that it stays that way for every team, because especially when you go into the postseason, you don't you never want to hear excuses about this player was out. You had the advantage this way because that guy was out. Right. We've seen that so many times in years and years and years of watching sports. And if everybody's healthy, you want to see a great series. That's just the bottom line. You want to see a great series. And if you're rooting for a specific team, you want to see your team win. And sometimes you will take an injury from the other team. Nothing nothing catastrophic, just, oh, that guy couldn't play in this game and you had the edge. That was the difference. But it seems like the roles are really starting to settle in, Keith, where Maxie's back in the starting lineup. We see him being himself again. Melton coming off the bench, I think he's been more aggressive. I don't know that Daniel House is going to be in the rotation when the playoffs come around, but he's playing well now. Paul Reed playing well now and George Niang starting to hit his shots again may not be in double figures but he's hitting shots enough where they have to respect his uh, shots out there and Doc Rivers is giving him the ball remember he didn't play in that what was that the Miami series um, the the first game at, at home he didn't play and um he's since then he's played well of course the big run that he had against the Milwaukee Bucks so Uh, Why is it important right now, Keith, with 17 games to play? We've seen what they've done on this road trip to have these start to really settle in. And are you seeing it similarly to what I am with DeAnthony Melton, where he seems more aggressive and looking for his shot than he did with the starters?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think the role is a little bit different, too. Yeah. And, And what I mean by that is because when you're with the starters, James has the ball in his hands, right? And when when you come off the bench and you're not playing with James, a lot of times it's you and Maxie, because Maxie could be in there with him, and it seems like him and Maxie are, you know, both sharing the balls to a point and he he attacked with the ball in his hands. But, yeah, I I see that a lot. He looks like a guy when he's in there with the starters that his his role is like, let me try to defend and get out the way. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, honestly, it's going to be – James, uh, Joel, and Tobias, my job is just to get out of the way and don't mess anything up. But now you're right. It does seem like he's a whole lot more aggressive. And I do think because he's handling the ball a little bit more
0: too. Well, it's great to see it, man. And uh, you see it with him, Jalen McDaniels, as you mentioned earlier, is just simply playing much, much better. And you have it up and down the roster right now with this team. So, it's really cool to see how it's all playing out for this basketball team right now. Keith, they get a, a day off on Wednesday. We'll see about Thursday if they have any practice at all. Maybe Doc Rivers will give them, reward them with some time off to let them rest and recuperate because they have two games this weekend before they go back on the road uh, once again. So uh, good stretch on the road for this team, as I mentioned, since January 14th. The Sixers are 11-3 on the road, including the two five-game series that they've had where they are 9-1 and one in those two series combined. Really remarkable number by this basketball team. Uh, we appreciate everybody hanging out with us. We thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. On our next uh, episode, Keith, maybe we'll talk about the seating because it's important uh, where they may end up, who they may want to avoid. In the upcoming postseason, as we have 17 games remaining, we'll get into a little bit of that stuff, too. And uh, we appreciate everybody, again, for listening to us now. Make your second listen, Locked on NBA. Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, can you let the good folks know where they can find us? Like Wherever you wherever you get your podcast, make sure
1: you get this one. Um, you can also listen to my man, D. Tonight from 6 to 10 p.m., the divine yes. show, right? Four hours tonight. Four hours. My man's going to be back in this element. Four hours. Then, but you can also follow him on Twitter at divine g9.5. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can read my stuff in inquire.com or
0: Philadelphia Inquire. Should be a fun show tonight, too. I got a. It's, it's, it's what is it? National Women's Day today. Mm-hmm. So, supposed to have a guest on and uh, uh once a week I always like to do the I think I had you do it once when you came on as a guest where we threw it at you really fast family game night where we throw questions at people and have the callers and listeners go up against me so they can lose but mm-hmm. we got a prize for everybody tonight and I have my guest she's going to be on probably in the seven o'clock hour it's family game night so she's family so just oh, okay it's just, gonna a, be just a little hint just a little hint on on National Women's Day. So we, we'll, we'll do that tonight. You're only you only know, gonna
1: have one of them? Only gonna have you gonna just have just one. one. Yeah, oh, okay. for
0: this particular just one. Yeah, just one. Yeah. Okay. So it should be a good time. But thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. We'll be back tomorrow as we break some things down. Look at the seating a bit right here on Lockdown 76s. Thanks, Keith. Thank you, bro. Peace. Got it.